All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments notice, it arms the line, Hughes, You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network podcast and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a Don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. We are live here on the season opening of the NHL season for the Vancouver Canucks. My name is Chris Faber. Joining me remotely 
from Edmonton, fresh off of his Harveys at West Edmonton Mall. David Quadrelli, looking good again. Same clothes as yesterday. That's all right. We'll work on that to get him some new Canucks combo merch. All right, let's get to him here. Quads, what's going on, man? Uh, before we get into too much here, delivered by the great folks over there at DoorDash, promo code CONVODD. There it is. Look at that. Alex flash it across the screen like that. Uh, 25% off your first order and free delivery. Promo code CONVODD. Quads, you didn't uh, do any DoorDash last night. You were out at West Edmonton Mall getting some Harveys uh, with your with our boy, Harmon Dial. You can pull it up, Alex. Let's see this. We got a picture of it. The poutine looked pretty good at Harvey's Quads, but you uh, you guys were bashing. No Harveys. Went with the Harveys instead. A good Canadian staple. How was it? Give us a give us a review here on the show to start it off. There it is right there. Good-looking poutine. A wet one, but a good-looking poutine. I've told you before that the Harvey's poutine is fantastic, and I told you, like, I've explained this. Harvey's is like the subway of burger places. I don't know what more you can ask for. I loaded it up, as you can see in that photo. It's on my Twitter for the podcast listeners. Loaded it up with pickles. I got the banana peppers on there, a little mustard, a little Harvey's sauce. It was fantastic, and it's an absolute shame that they're not in Home Depots anymore because that was the only place you could find them, it felt like, uh, in BC. But now you got to come out to Edmonton. Uh, told Harmon that was his first time having Harvey's. Guy ordered three chicken sandwiches. Like, he ordered three chicken sandwiches. He he made a veteran move. He saved it for the morning. You can tell this guy's been on the road more than I have because that's what he did, and it was a, it was a good move. I tell you what, he ate two last night, had had breakfast this morning, ready to go. Me? I, I didn't really know what to do this morning. Wow. Um, I don't know if a cold chicken sandwich is better the morning after. I don't think that I don't think that's a veteran move personally. That's fair. Well, he got food is the point. It's fair a better enough. move to be well fed before morning skate. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still I'm are you going to Arby's with bagged milk? We talked about it last week on the show. You know, bagged was excited about so, it. So I met bagged milk's dog Frank. And for those that don't know, you you look at uh his Instagram, Frank's picks. He predicts the winner of every Oilers game. The guy was on a heater last year. And I got the demonstration in front of me. Bagged Milk showed me how it works. He is not cheating at all. Frank does it himself. He doesn't tell him to go to the Oilers or to the other team. Frank does it himself. And he had a really good record last year. I'd have to ask him, but I'm pretty sure he told me it was a 53 and like 22 record or something like that. I don't think that math adds up, but it was great. He, he got over 50 wins on the season. Better than the Canucks, and I I got to tell you, Frank's picks. You go check it out. It's uh, very interesting. Pretty good odds there. Uh, first commenter, by the way, I know we like to bring this up, Knucklehead. I think that's a new, is that a, that's a first time, uh, first commenter there, Knucklehead. Listening live at work, uh, Lisa says, happy Canucks day. And Hassan wants to ask quads, can you throw us a football real quick? Because uh, that, that also came up. You and Harmon were going... Uh, you, you guys were like, uh, you know, basically home alone, kids on the loose here. You guys were at the arcade together. Like, night out, you know, you get up to another city, you head out, you're going to have a lot of fun, and you're at the arcade throwing footballs. I wouldn't say throwing. You were shot-putting a football uh, into a machine over there. Well, let me explain. Let me explain this because the footballs that I had, okay, they were foam, they were small, they fit in, like, the palm of your hand, okay? So it was hard enough. And then you were really close, right? Like, you're, you're really up close. So, you know, it's hard to get a lot of velocity or to throw it properly when you're like a foot or two away. So yeah, I was, I was having to shot put them a little bit. I was in the pocket properly. I, I know how to throw a football uh, for those that were uh, replying to the video on Harmon's Instagram. I, but I had to, I had to shot put. I had to, I had no other choice. All right. Fair enough. Sarah says she's uh dinner time watching again. Good evening. Uh, and Knucklehead, longtime podcast listener, first time live listener. 
We got a Go Flames chant uh, going in the chat as well. Quads, let's uh, let's dive into what we got today. Obviously, the Vancouver Canucks kick off the regular season. Finally, it's here. It feels like the off season was like so long in its own right, and then it felt like preseason has been going on for the last two months. Uh, we are going to get into. Uh, what the Vancouver Canucks did today at their morning skate with you. But quickly want to mention, about 10 minutes time, we're going to be joined by Vancouver Canucks prospect Connor Lockhart, who is second in OHL scoring right now. He is a sixth-round pick of the Vancouver Canucks in 2021. And uh, joining us in about 10 minutes, there he is right there at development camp. Good stuff, Alex. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to the line squads. You were there at practice. Uh, how First of all, before we get to the lines, actually, how beautiful is that arena? I mean, pretty new arena still. Looks gorgeous from the outside. Uh, tell us about uh, your day today and then get us to the lines here. It's pretty nice, but it is very cold. It is a very cold building. I, I, I'm, you know, I brought one pair of pants with me to Edmonton because I'm only here for three days and two of those days are travel days. I, I, I tell you what, I should have maybe even brought a thicker jacket. It's, uh, it's very cold in that rink. And, you know, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful day out here in Edmonton, but it's, it's very windy and it's kind of cold. Not going to lie to you. It was like three degrees uh, this morning. So that was not fun for me getting to the rink this morning. But it, it was fine. It was fine. It's just a very cold building, but it's a very nice building as well. What about like locker rooms? It's got to be nice, right? Like nice locker rooms, nice hallways. Like maybe that's what we should be yeah. expecting here with the renovations uh, at Rogers Arena. The Oilers locker room looks fantastic and the visiting locker room is still significantly nicer than the Calgary Flames home locker room. That's the best way I'll put it. Hmm. Okay, let's get to the lines now. Uh, Top line, Tanner Pearson, JT Miller, Brock Besser. You're going to see a lot of that and you're probably going to see that one matching up against Connor McDavid a lot tonight. Second line, Vasily Pod, Colson, Bo Horvat, Connor Garland. Third line, Kuzmenko and Pedersen, they're going to play together, but Niels Huglander is sliding in to be the third man on that line. And as we expected, and I think are going to like to see from a fourth line tonight, Dakota Joshua, Niels Amon, and Curtis Lazar playing together. Quads, where do you want to start here from what you want to see tonight? Let's start with Niels Amon. And I know you weren't expecting me to say that, but I had a nice little chat with Niels this morning. Uh, he's telling me that, you know, it's his NHL debut. He's going to have family watching in Sweden. Thinks it's going to be about 3 a.m. when the game actually kicks off. Also, a little sidebar. 8 p.m. start local time tonight. So I'm going to be up very late editing the Stanchies. I'm going to be all sorts of jet lag tomorrow, but the Stanchies is going to be out uh, this evening. I'm dedicated. There's no way, even though I got to get up early for the flight tomorrow, there's no way that I'm waiting till the morning to get this out. The Stanchies will be out this evening. I promise you that. And I think you're going straight from the airport to here to do the show as well. You are going to be a grouchy uh, young man tomorrow, so that's for sure. I, I think it's great that Niels Amon's getting the opportunity, and for me to hear that uh, his family back home is going to be watching it, to me, that's uh, how the turntables turn at this point because I, I've been watching Russian and Swedish hockey early in the morning. they got to get up even earlier for that, but you mentioned the 8 o'clock start. We should double down on that, let people know that for if you're on the Pacific time zone, 8 o'clock start tonight. Going to be a late one. You mentioned it, um, but let's let's quickly bring up the well, defense sorry, pairings. Pacific time zone. Pacific time zone, it's a 7 p.m. start. Mountain time, it's an 8 p.m. start. Is it? I thought it, was, I thought it was 8 o'clock Pacific time for, our, for us, no, too. No, if it was 8 o'clock Pacific, it'd be 9 o'clock Mountain, and that would True. be ab- absolutely absurd. I, okay. Then I would have to bail on the commitment <laughs> to the Stanchies getting out the same night. All right, defense pairings. Uh, let's hope that it's not a long night for them, uh, but I have a feeling it might be with what the Oilers are going to bring in their offense. Uh, interesting from the skate today. People can see if they're watching on the screen, but I'll bring it. You know, I'll bring it off here anyways. Quinn Hughes playing with Luke Shen, Jack Rathbone with Tucker Pullman, and Riley Stillman with Kyle Burrows. Noticeable absence from practice quads. Oliver Ekman Larson, but you can tell us that uh, he is expected to play tonight. Do I have that right? 
Yes. So to quote Bruce Boudreaux, OEL is 100% fine and he is going to play tonight. When I was walking through the uh, bowels of Rogers' place with Harmon Dial, we saw OEL working out. He was stretching. He was doing some strength and conditioning stuff. Uh, and we just ha- we just walked right by him and then saw he wasn't on the ice. And I was like, hey, he looked pretty good. He was <laughs> jacked up. He was playing music super loudly. And he was just working out, getting uh, getting ready to go. And that's kind of what Bruce Boudreaux said at Skate today was that, you know, he's just waking up, just stretching. He's getting ready to go for tonight. Uh, by all accounts, Oliver ekman Larson will be in the lineup tonight. So that brings me to something else that I found really interesting Chris and that was Jack Rathbone uh briefly chatted with Rathbone about you know his preseason as a whole and kind of you know what he's expecting for tonight and he said well we'll see if I get in and based on the practice pairings that we saw on Tuesday uh it does look like Jack Rathbone's going to find himself as the odd man out at least for tonight right uh again the Canucks like this guy especially on the second power play unit uh they're like you and I had the chat yesterday of maybe they want to go a little tougher with Riley Stillman in the lineup over Jack Rathbone you know you you give the new guy uh, a rep or two, let him kind of prove himself or at least uh, play his way out of the lineup. You don't want to just start him on the outside looking in. So I understand the thought process from the Canucks, but uh, that's what I wanted to say is it does look like Jack Rathbone is going to be the odd man out. Oliver ekman Larson skating on the line with uh, Tucker Pullman tonight. Yeah, we, we spent a little bit of time talking about this yesterday. It just feels like Stillman is a guy who, yeah, is a safer pick and specifically going up against the Oilers, right? I think it's going to be interesting to see if there's going to start to be some concerns about what that pairing can do moving the puck. I'm expecting us to get right back to Rathbone and he should hop right into that spot. But game one, I'm not really super surprised to see that he is outside of the lineup uh, for this one. And, and we see it here. He was skating with Pullman today, but as you said, OEL is going to hop right back in. Looks like he'll be on the second power play unit. We got a question here uh, on the chat from Hassan. You guys surprised Kuzmenko over Besser on power play one. Something we touched on yesterday as well. I think this is going to be a run for Kuzmenko to just prove what he looks like. You know, as an NHL contributor on a first power play unit, that's a lot to ask. Uh, this guy's never done that in the past, but he is going to get the opportunity to start with it. Um, so interesting spot there for the first power play. And I don't think, uh, did you happen to see power play today? Nothing changed from that from yesterday, right? No, nothing right. changed. Looked the same to me. I, like I didn't like look for it, but there was nothing that really stuck out. Like it wasn't going to be like you, you would have heard about it. Sounds good. We we do have some people in the chat uh, guessing who's going to score the first goal for Canucks, uh, Canucks tonight. We got EP40 coming in uh, with some guesses. I don't know. Nobody with Niels Amon yet, Quads. Fourth line center might be the the uh, the guy to look to here for the first goal. You know, you get all fired up your first NHL game. You got the family at 3, 3 a.m. in the morning watching from Sweden. What do you think? EP40? Light it up? I... Again, I, I'm going with Brock Besser. I think Brock Besser is going to be hungry. I think he's going to be motivated. Again, uh, I think he wants to dispel any talks of maybe the hand is bugging him. I'm going with Brock Besser tonight uh, for my pick. Interesting um, question here in the chat, or I guess comment in the chat. We'll get to that maybe a little bit later because it is going to be... I'm curious to see what happens here with Niels Huglander, right? Because what happens when Ilya Mikheyev, who we've seen, has traveled with the team. Uh, was he on the ice today, Quads? He was on the ice, right, at practice? He was. Yeah, he was. Uh, I think they're hopeful that he's going to play by the end of this trip. He's not going to be in the lineup tonight. Okay, hopefully soon, because, yeah, that would be a huge impact. And then we can maybe discuss this a little bit later uh, about what maybe that does for Niels Huglander moving forward. But let's get to our guest here. We, uh, Alex, you got uh, producer Alex got it all set up here. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We'll be joined by our guest here, Connor Lockhart, joining us from the Peter Burrow Pete's. Uh, he's been on an absolute tear this year so far. Uh, four games in, 10 points on the board. Uh, 2021 six round pick Connor how you doing man it must be uh you know are you just smiling cheek to cheek so far with the season start you got so far yeah hey guys how's it going can you guys hear me okay we got you loud and clear man. absolutely okay perfect yeah no it's been uh definitely a, a breath of fresh air so far with uh, my new club here this season I think uh you know we all have really high expectations here and for me to you know, out of the gate, just be kind of a key, you know, contributor to that. It, it means a lot to me. And it's nice to know that, you know, in my new spot, I'm, I'm relied on a lot by the coaching staff. So it's been, it's been awesome. And uh, yeah, just, you know, really looking forward to what the season holds. Seen three of your four games, you put up three points. Uh, I know you and I talked in the summer about this, how excited you were to be playing on a team that has a lot more skilled players, drafted players, even draft eligible players. Has it surprised you a little bit still, though, like to see how good your guys' power plays looked and what it's like at five on five? Like, are you surprised a little bit seeing the talent all come together now? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, uh, for my last couple of seasons or well, my last two seasons and I had Neary, we, we didn't really have. I think last year I was the only draft pick on my team. And my first year, we uh, we actually didn't have uh, any draft picks or players who were property of an NHL club at the time. So I guess we're, we're pretty spoiled here this year in Peterborough just with the talent we have. And I think as you've seen in a couple of the games, we've really been able to expose other teams with our, with our skill. We, we shut down a really strong team in Barry 5 nothing last Saturday. And we, uh, we gave the defending champion Hamilton Bulldogs a, you know, a really tough matchup and beating them uh, last week. So I think uh, our skill definitely helps us. But I think we have a lot of really key depth pieces as well in our in our bottom six that are really good shutdown players, and that allows us to you know have a lot of good different matchups to line up against other teams forwards. So we we definitely are spoiled with our depth, and I think um, like you said about the power play, I'm actually playing up top right now as a forward. So it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been something that I haven't really been able to do before. I haven't really tried playing up top before, but so far so good, and it's really easy giving the puck to 
a lot of skilled players that we have on that unit. It, it makes my life really easy giving the puck to some really skilled players and letting them do their thing as well. You kind of talked about it there, but how much does your success come down to just opportunity? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, this is actually the first season I've been able to, you know, play on the penalty kill, for example, not even about scoring here, just learning how to play, you know, or learning how to expand your toolbox. I think, you know, obviously one day I'm looking to, you know, become an NHL player. That's obviously everybody's goal. And, you know, not everybody's going to be a power play guy. So, you know, for me being able to be, you know, be given reps at the, at, on the PK this year, that's been really, really uh, exciting for me. And obviously, you know, playing on the power play, first power play, you know, first line minutes here it's been it's been great for my development and uh you know also playing with some really skilled players who have gotten a taste of nhl camp as well it, it really you know pushes the pace for not only our line but the entire team so i think you know our, our quality of play and our, our energy is contagious in the locker room and i think you could really tell in some of the practices that you know guys are starting to really get a lot better a lot of the younger guys and just the opportunity i've been given you know in practice and in games is really helped me excel into, you know, a hot start so far this season. Connor, you brought it up uh, going to training camp. You've done that twice now. What was it like going back for a second year and seeing Because I'm sure first year you must just be like a deer in the headlights, kind of you know not knowing what to expect. But year two, did you take away different things than maybe you did in your first time at training camp? Yeah, I think, uh, well, there was obviously a lot more bodies this year at training camp than there was last year. But uh um, I think that really just shows how how hungry you got to be to be, you know, wanting to get to that next level because there's so many people who are right there trying to take that next step as well. Um, you know, at the NHL, every player is a super skilled player in their own way. And, you know, it really is like so, so much stronger than than junior. And that's one thing I realized coming back from from camp, my first practice back, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, you got a long way to go to the NHL coming out of junior. So I think this year for me is huge to to use what I learned in Vancouver and to allow me to, you know, be a very strong player in junior and show that I'm deserving of making that jump to, to pro hockey next year. Um, obviously, you know, I think for me as a winger, something I've really noticed is you have so much less time and space in the D zone, breaking out pucks in the wall, you know, making hard plays, breaking out the puck. I think that's the biggest thing. There's a lot less time and space out there in the, in the pro level. And uh, you know, I, that's one thing I noticed for sure. So I think, you know, just, making strong, you know, professional plays with the puck and no careless plays in, in the D zone are things that I'm really trying to, uh, to focus on this year, because I think offensively, um, you know, my skills can, can help me succeed at times, but I really want to take care of the puck in my own end this year and show that because, you know, one of the knocks on me has been, you know, my defensive game in, in past years. And I really want to take that and, you know, really improve it this year and show that I can play, you know, strong defensive hockey. I think something that can obviously be tied into playing strong defensive hockey is what you mentioned earlier, getting a time on the penalty kill. Is that something you go to the coach with or was the coach approaching you? Like how did, you know, starting to kill penalties become something in your game this season? Yeah, no, um, I honestly, that's just been a goal of mine is to, you know, expand my toolbox a little bit and play in the penalty kill this year. And it's funny. It was one of our uh, preseason games. We were playing Oshawa and I was just, I was playing a lot and I was thrown out in the penalty kill and, I ended up scoring two shorthanded goals in the preseason game um, on the kill. And I guess from there on, the coach was like, okay, you know, maybe we can, we can make something work here. And, you know, this guy could be a good killer for us. So I think for me, I've really just tried to, you know, break down parts of my defensive game and, and work on that. And I think 
as a, you know, on the penalty kill, you're really, you really have to keep your head in a swivel and, you know, you're blocking a lot of shots. You're getting pucks deep, getting them out of the, out of your zone hard. And that's something I've really been trying to do. But, uh, but yeah, the coaches honestly just kind of threw me out there in, in a preseason game and things ended up working out really well. And <laughs> I've just been really trying to, you know, just build off of that and become a stronger penalty kill player. When when you're looking at so far, obviously it's very early into the season, four games in, but Connor, you were a high pick going into the OHL. You're sitting right now tied for second, 10 points in four games. Is this where you feel like you should be at, or are you even a little bit surprised on the production early on this season? Um, I mean, at the start of the year, if someone were to tell me this is where I would be after four games, obviously I'd be very happy with that. <laughs> but I think for me, I was just trying not to really put any point number or statistics into my head going into the first little bit. I think you know, my first game this year was against my former team I got traded from. So that was something that was really kind of, you know, in my head a little bit at the start. And uh, so just, you know, I was really just trying to get that game out of the way and, you know, just continue to get better every game and, you know, get used to the new the new systems and, and the new team and stuff. And I think that's worked out really well. But uh, I think for this for this year, one, one thing I'm trying to do is not throw any numbers into my head and try not to pay attention to, you know, many of the, you know, the leaders in, the, in scoring this year as much as it's really nice, you know, to be up there, I think the best thing about it is that I've really not been focusing on it. And I've just been trying to play, you know, my game and, and, you know, just help the team win. And I think that's really re- reflected on how I've been doing along with, you know, my line mate, uh, Tucker Robertson, he's off to a great start as well. So I think that's one thing that I've really been trying to do is just try to avoid, you know, focusing on, you know, the scoring mindset. And I feel like with the way that, you know, our team plays and the way that I can contribute that, the scoring will come. So yeah, you know, kind of just the stereotypical answer just to, you know, not worry about that stuff. But I think that's really helped for me because obviously I do know this is a big year for me. And if I want to sign a contract, you know, obviously, you know, the defensive part is huge, but you got to be able to produce at the junior level as well. And I know that. So I'm really just trying not to think about that. And I'm trying to just, you know, let my work ethic and skills, you know, take care of that. It's been an interesting time. I think, getting closer to the, to just a normal life since you were drafted in 2021 after, you know, having your whole OHL season lost uh, due to COVID. What's it been like for you in the relationship with the Vancouver Canucks? I think this summer is a really good indication. You know, you, you get to go to Penticton, you get to play in the developments camp, you get training camp. Like what's that been like for you, you know, especially after what you had to deal with in that OHL year where, you know, in your draft season, you don't get to play. What was it like and what's it been like so far with the Vancouver Canucks now over the past, uh, you know, year and a half now? Yeah, no, I guess to go back to the start, it's been, it's been, it's been amazing just to be, you know, under the wing of such a, such an amazing organization. Obviously, you know, a Canadian franchise as a Canadian player, that's something that, you know, you dream of as a kid and they've been nothing but, you know, amazing to me. And in terms of allowing me to, you know, just be, be like a sponge every single camp, just trying to soak in all the information I can and, you know, really just, you know, make the most of all the resources that they have for us at camp. I think that's the most important thing because, you, know, you never know what could happen and you know to be able to be out there on the ice with some pretty pretty amazing staff and, and coaching and even off the ice the off ice staff they've really you know made sure that it's such a well done you know situation for for all the players at the rink so just trying to you know take advantage of that but obviously you know for me in my draft year I didn't play any games so I was just looking to hear my name called on draft day and luckily I was and that was an amazing moment for me and my family because a lot of players didn't even get that opportunity who probably would have gotten drafted if there was a draft year season in the OHL. So I really just, you know, tried to, you know, take that as, you know, a blessing and and make the most out of the opportunity given to me. And 
I think that's one thing I'm really trying to do this year is, you know, show that, you know, the Canucks did, you know, a great thing taking a, you know, maybe a flyer pick, you would say, on me as a player who, who didn't play any games in my draft year. Yeah, I mean, and off to the start that you had so far this year, I know last year wasn't the point totals you're looking for probably, but this year obviously it's been excellent. And I'm curious to get your thoughts. I know people have kind of been asking me, um, you know, as covering the Canucks prospects here, what would you think if there was a potential invite from Team Canada for the World Juniors here coming up? I know it's it's a tough team to crack. They got a lot of real big names there, but you are second in scoring in the OHL. I'm sure your name's kind of being mentioned around right now. Yeah, obviously that's that's something I've been thinking of for my entire life. I mean, you know, last year I've seen a lot of players that I've grown up playing with play on that team. You know, I was drafted, you know, in the same echelon as players like Mason McTavish and Brennan Othman. And so, you know, just to see those guys playing in that, of course, that's something that, you know, maybe, you know, sets off a little bit of fire in my stomach and makes me want to, you know, one day play for, for that team. So obviously, you know, as a player, you know, where I was drafted in the NHL, um, you know, maybe might not play too much in, in the decision making in terms of the roster and stuff. But that, you know, for me, I know that I got to have a really, really solid season to to make that team or a great first half. And uh, that's just what I'm, you know, just trying to play the best hockey I can and show that, you know, if I were to get an invite to camp that, I, you know, I could play wherever they need me to play and just do everything I can to to win. So, yeah, that's definitely a goal of mine. And uh, yeah, you know, just just keeping that in mind every time I'm playing, because you never know who's watching and. You really got to make the most of every shift. So, and you know Mace McTavish a little bit, right? What did you think of that? Uh, obviously, that crazy moment of the World Juniors last year. Are you texting him? Are you DMing him? Like, were you chatting with him about that after? Yeah, no. Mace, Mace is actually my best friend. Yeah, so <laughs> me and him were we're, we're 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 super tight. So it was it was awesome to see that guy, you know, make make such a spectacular play in overtime and and win the gold medal. And you know, you guys saw the things he did in that tournament. He's a really special player and. I remember on draft day when, you know, he was drafted that a lot of people were almost surprised that he went through it overall. And I, I, you know, I had no doubt that he was going to do, do really, really good things. So to see this guy, you know, obviously make the opening night roster too. I'm really excited to watch him, you know, play this year. And, you know, one thing that we've always joked about is, you know, maybe one day if I'm playing for the Vancouver Canucks, we play in the same division against each other. So that'd be something really cool to, to think about. So that's, that's a goal of ours is to, you know, both make the NHL one day and, and play against each other but yeah no mace mace is an awesome guy so we actually went golfing like two days after we made that save so we were, <laughs> we had all the time in the world to to talk about that and you know obviously pretty special moment for for him so how, how crazy were you going when that happened because like all of canada was jumping off their couch what was uh give us an inside look into connor lockhart's view of that goal I was real nervous. I mean, he, he had a couple of turnovers on that shift and he almost costed them and they almost went down and scored. And then he ended up making that save. And I'm like, all right, well, we might as well wait and see if the buzzer goes off here to see if that crossed the line. So I was still pretty nervous. And then to hear it not go off after a bit and then to see Canada score, that was obviously really, really cool moment because, you know, it's, it's awesome cheering for your country in a tournament like that. And, you know, to see your best friend, you know, win the MVP and, you know, make a save like that, that's probably going to be the greatest save in world junior history that's it's really cool just you know have a you know really good friendship with a player like that who did a you know obviously a great thing for the country and he played for peterborough as well did he give you like a good recommendation for a restaurant yet have you tried it like is it a good review yet of something that he's told you to go check out (laughs) uh not really, honestly, but uh, in terms of like, you know, when the guys are hanging out and stuff, he's told me all the spots the guys go to and he's given me, you know, you know, some heads up on, you know, 
just uh you know things the team like to do i know like our team goes out every tuesday so like for for wings we go for tuesdays so he, he gave me the heads up and all that stuff and um i remember when i was you know when i requested a trade i i had asked him a couple of questions about peterborough and how he liked his experience there and he had nothing but great things to say so obviously to you know have a good uh you know, a really good recommendation like that from, from one of your best friends. I think that that plays a big part in the decision-making as well, because, you know, I trust his intel and for him to have good things to say, I think he obviously has my best interest at, at mind as well. So clearly he, uh, you know, so far so good. And uh, I'm really, really, uh, really liking my start here. So, you know, to hear Mason have some good things to say, but Peterborough really, really helped my uh, decision-making for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, we got some people in the chat here wishing you best of luck with Peterborough. Uh, we want to do the same, Connor. We'll, I guess maybe we'll check in with you 12 games in when you're at like 35 points or something like that. So uh, all the best here in the next little bit of the <laughs> OHL season. And, uh, and yeah, I'm sure we'll chat down the road again. Thanks for taking the time, Connor. Yeah, no, thank you. really appreciate it. And uh, knock on wood, let's hope that this uh, <laughs> the season still goes real well and you know just hoping to win games we'll just well that's the mindset right now so yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely well i appreciate it connor uh we'll let you get back to it man thanks for taking the time all right thank you there he is connor lockhart joining us there canucks prospect who we've mentioned has been ripping up the ohl 10 points four games heck of a run right there quads safe to say that his calder pick is mason mctavish i'm going mason mctavish for the calder have you given this much thought yet because yep. i think it's mason mctavish's trophy to lose yeah i got two bets down um i've got kent johnson and then i've also got mason mctavish so a little bit odds there i got nice. i got a good bet today actually too we'll get to it a little bit later here but first i want to uh want to get to a couple things and talk about some matchups for tonight's game um, I don't think you're comparing these two players to the exact point, but I mentioned it a little bit earlier talking about the lines. I'm expecting to see a lot of JT Miller against Connor McDavid tonight. I don't know if you're kind of looking at the same matchup here, but um, the McDavid line I think is going to face off with JT Miller. we got the points up here from last season. Uh, obviously, Connor McDavid, 123 points on the year last year. JT Miller with 99. Both players played 80 games. Uh, I think these two are going to see a lot of each other uh, in the season opener quads. I don't know if you think the Canucks might want to go with a different line or you think this is going to be tops against tops here in, in Edmonton. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't want to speculate too much, but I would say that, like, you know, we've seen Elias Pettersson play that matchup role, right? And it's best on best. And, you know, I think it's safe to say that the Canucks view Elias Pettersson as their best defensive center. Um, surely their best defensive center. I don't know about best center overall, but um, I'm interested to see kind of what they're going to do. I think Niels Huglander being on the Pettersson line kind of, um, you know, I don't want to say makes it a line that you don't want to put against McDavid, but it probably makes it a line that you maybe want as your second or third matchup against the McDavid line. That's your second or third choice, right? I'd say uh, that, you know, just looking at the Canucks lines, I'd say maybe Horvat, Podkoles, and Garland you're okay with, but it's probably going to be that Miller, Besser, Pearson line, right? Like that's a line that I think the Canucks are comfortable rolling out there against Connor McDavid. So it'll be interesting to see what they use. I think it'll kind of, tell us what we need to know about Bruce Boudreaux's mindset going into this season with his new group. Uh, you know, how does he feel about Andre Kuzmenko as a defensive winger, right? So um, it'll be interesting to see. I'm going to say it's probably going to be JT Miller tonight. Yeah, I think the other, I mean, you look at it, home ice, you do have an advantage of having last change. Uh, I, I can see them trying to get the McDavid line out against Pedersen, Hugliner, Kuzmenko a lot, right? Um, Huglander is probably the weakest of that top nine when you're talking about five on five defense. Cause Manko's obviously the most unproven at the NHL level at five on five. 
I, I think that uh, you might see a lot of Pedersen. And by the way, look at the spelling mistake here on Pedersen. Look at the spelling mistakes all across. Harmon and I made Harmon and I made the exact same mistakes. We we did Oman wrong, and both of us wrote Pedersen, not Pedersen. Jeez, couple, so what? It wasn't just burgers last night. A couple drinks apparently too. Uh, all right, let's move on to the uh, where the Canucks actually have a pretty good control of a matchup here is Thatcher Demko against Jack Campbell in net. This has to be the the biggest strength for the Canucks in tonight's game, right? It's it's the goaltending matchup. Jack Campbell, I know a lot of people are thinking that he's going to have this huge bounce back season. Uh, I think I saw yesterday on the Hockey Night in Canada panel, actually somebody picking him for the Vesna, which was very interesting. But I did see Friedman actually selected uh, Thatcher Demko. So um, matchup here for the Canucks. How much more do you like Thatcher Demko in this than Jack Campbell? Uh, I think, you know, given the Canucks defense corps, I really like Thatcher Demko. Again, like, you know, everybody likes to throw out the stat that the Canucks were the best defensive team uh, after Bruce Boudreaux took over. And look, like, that was because of Thatcher Demko. And I don't think that comes as a shock to many people. And, you know, give the defensive group uh, the credit, the forwards credit as well for coming back on defense to kind of help the efforts there. But look, it's no secret Thatcher Demko is the better goalie out of the two going tonight. Um, You know, I'm really interested to see Jack Campbell kind of progress as an Edmonton Oiler. He had a really strong preseason, right, which bodes well. Um, You know, it'll just be interesting to see, I guess, kind of how it develops throughout the season. Um, You know, does he keep up a high level of play throughout the season? Um, You know, he just has to be better than Mike Smith, who was pretty good for the Oilers last season. But uh, it'll be interesting to see, I guess, this season. But tonight... Thatcher Demko has the advantage for the Canucks. Are you with, uh, like, I know you you think very highly of Thatcher Demko. Is he for you in that Vesna conversation right now as like a, as a top three candidate? Is he a top three candidate in your books? Cause I know you love Thatcher Demko, but you also just love goaltending in general quads. Is he a top three guy in the league right now for you? I think if the Canucks make the playoffs, he'll get the votes. Because remember, it's it's general right. managers voting on this, so it's not you know writers looking at advanced analytics that say Thatcher Demko is a top two goalie in the league or anything like that. It's the general managers. So results, results do matter a lot uh, for the GMs that are voting on this. So I think if the Canucks make the playoffs, uh, depending how wide that margin is from how much they make the playoffs, he might pick up more. If they squeak in, I think he picks up a good amount of third place votes couple of uh, guesses here for the first goal in the chat. We got Hulk Bacon saying Brock Besser first goal. Uh, Smiley hello with EP40. Who else do we got here mixing it in? Lawrence says JT Miller with the first goal of the season. But let's let's explore another thing from the chat here, which I think is great. And this is why I love having the chat here live. Question here from I'm Mr. Bus Driver. Who has the highest probability of getting traded? Bo Horvat, Jack Rathbone, or Niels Huglander? What do you think? Clint? I would say it's Huglander and Rathbone ahead of Horvat, right? Like, I I, I don't want to put a name out, but if I have to, I'm I'm gonna say Jack Rathbone. Like, I don't know if Riley Stillman's gonna come in and blow the doors off and make the Canucks say, "Well, we don't need we don't need Jack Rathbone because they're two very different defensemen." So I don't think one replaces the other, but. You know, like like I said earlier, I think Jack Rathbone's going to be the odd man out of the lineup tonight. So, again, like we'll see kind of how it progresses. But I think coming into tonight, Jack Rathbone's the odd man out. So we'll have to wait and see, I guess. But uh, again, if I have to give one, I will say Jack Rathbone. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with Huglander just because I do think when McKayev's here, it will be interesting to see. I with Rathbone, the value would be a question for me. What is the value on Rathbone? And when I look at those three players, I see him as the least valuable. 
Uh, I think Niels Hugliner holds more value in a trade even right now as a winger, which is kind of interesting just because of his age uh, and what he's already done at the NHL level. I don't know. If I had to guess here, like it, it might be Horvat. I think I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens here moving forward with Bo Horvat not being able to get a contract done. I'm sorry, but you can't pay your third-line center $7.5 million, and if that's what he's looking for, we've heard it kind of put out in terms of talking about JT Miller from Jim Rutherford and Patrick Galvin that if they can't sign their players or sign their stars, they have to trade them for the organization to move forward, right? I think that's something that I am keeping an eye on for sure. I think, you know, I don't think a contract's coming down in the next two months here about Bo Horvat. Then to me, like, once you start getting closer and closer to the trade deadline, I think this management group understands that, yeah, you don't lose players for nothing in the situation where the Canucks are at right now. Even if they're, you know, just outside of a playoff spot, that's a huge loss if you can't capitalize on just losing a player like that. We saw how much it hurt the Vancouver Canucks losing some of their players like Jacob Markstrom and Chris Tanev, even Troy Stetcher mixed into that mix. You know, Tyler Toffoli, look what it did to the organization when you lose players for absolutely nothing. I, I think this management group's smarter, and I think they might try and get ahead of this Horvat situation if they really can't come to money that makes sense on a seven, you know, six, seven, eight year deal. I, I do think that he's he should be in the conversation as like one of the most likely to get traded on this Canucks roster right now. Yeah, absolutely. Should we go to our Atlas Kids poll question now? I yeah. think it's time. Let's do it. Uh, Alex, pull it up here. I want to see Alex. We like uh, I like the poll question here because Alex has to vote. Uh, today's poll question brought to you by Atlas Goods. Go to atlasgoods.com and use promo code CC15 for 15% off your first order of pop rinds. You put them in the air fryer. You get some of the taco seasoning. You put a little taco seasoning in them just like that. And then you and then you dip it in some sour cream. You cover it in cheese, whatever. There you got your nachos there. Or the dill pickle ones, quads. You sprinkle some dill pickle on there, white cheddar. What else? That's right. Pizza spice. I've heard you put uh, pizza spice on top. Italian uh, Italian spice. You dip them in marinara. Well, Italian uh, pork rinds. Wow. Yeah, so that's up there. Uh, Atlasgoods.com. Okay. Let's get to the question. Well, quickly, though. Let's give Atlas Goods their, uh, you know, Give them their pump because people always say, I'm not eating pork rinds. I'm not eating pork rinds. Pork rinds are so weird. They're weird. These are delicious. They're fresh. These aren't the ones in that yellow bag that are stale and suck. Okay. These are the good. Look at that. Alex, pull it up right there. Mini pork rind, bacon flavor. They're fresh. You pop them in the air fryer there. All right. Back to the poll question, Alex. Come on. Alex is over. He's, he's you can see in the Alex's cart there. He's got four bags ready to go. He's about to order some. Order some. <laughs> yeah. All right. Alex, where are you going with this? Uh, with your vote here. So the question is, if you had to bet on one, what is most likely to happen this season? Is Alex angry today? We will find out right now. He's hovering over well, read it. Read the options. It's Pedersen, 90-plus points, Canucks make playoffs, and Alex going with Demko, a top three for the Vesna. This is a great poll question, Chris, because there's a lot of disparity here. People can't really decide, but right now, pulling ahead with 1% extra of the vote, is the Canucks make the playoffs followed shortly behind by Pedersen, 90 plus points and even close. That's also really close. Demko top three for Vesna, which is what Alex voted for. Chris, I'm going with Pedersen, 90 plus points. I think that is most likely to happen this season over Canucks making the playoffs. And again, I know I've been saying it for a while now and you know, some people are saying it's, it's a little too, a little too much of a positive take for me, but I'm saying Pedersen's going to hit 90 this year. That this is the year. Listen, this is a great poll question. I put it together as per usual with our great poll questions. It's tight. It's close. All three are very possible. And I liked how uh, people have been voting here because, yeah, I think the first two kind of, you know, all three of them kind of mend together where, you know, if you're getting a top three 
uh, Vesna season for Demko, you're making the playoffs. If you're getting 90 plus points from Pedersen, you're probably making the playoffs there as well because that means there's a lot of success throughout the team. I, I find it hard for the Canucks to make the playoffs without the other two happening, right? Or at least one of the other two happening. So I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with top three for Vesna for Thatcher Demko. I think that he this year doesn't doesn't necessarily take like a big step, but I think he continues what he started last season and he proves that he is one of the best goaltenders in the league and top three uh, in my eyes. I think that this guy has enough skill, uh, enough enough of a good work ethic, and he's got the best goaltending coach in the world. Um, I think he's in the spot right now to, to seriously start to become a top three Vesna for hopefully the next handful of years here with the Vancouver Canucks. So good poll question today. Good poll question over there with uh, our friends at Atlas Goods. It's a great poll question. Knucklehead jumped into the chat and said, Nucks make playoffs. And Kent F. jumped in and said, Tanner Pearson is going to score the first goal of the Canucks season. Can we, get a, sure. can we get a bangs update as well? I've seen someone in the chat asking about the bangs that you got there, Quads. Still, you're, you're still yeah, a bangs a guy, messy. Eh? It's a little messy up here. They, they, the, up there. The person said, uh, fix your hair. Well, the bangs, is, the bangs are staying. It's just the back is a little bit... Uh, a little bit messy there, but I will be fixing it before the game. It's windy here. Yeah. I had it fixed for morning skate, but it's windy, folks. Can you I'm about some slack. I'm about two weeks away from an afro here. I haven't had the beard trim in a couple of days either, or a couple of weeks. So that everything's it's a little bit of a mess right now. And now that I have to be on camera, you know this quad. Sometimes when when I wouldn't get a haircut for like a month or two, how bad it would get, it would get this huge, fluffy looking like a helmet type of thing. And uh, I'm almost at that point now. But now that I'm on camera five days a week, I got to. Like I can't be going months and months. There's another picture of Quadzer. He's putting on some weight in Edmonton too. He's looking thick, as someone said on the chat yesterday. For uh, the podcast listeners, I cut to the photo of the elephant, the stuffed elephant, sitting in my regular seat, keeping it warm for me. Yeah, no, that's not Quads. That's uh, that's Lou. He lives in this room here, but he normally he's liking this week too. He normally, his head stuck in the corner, uh, and he's stuck over here behind me here. In the corner, he's got it normally stuck down there because I like him in here. I talk to him all the time when I'm writing. But now he's 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 becoming a star this week. He's on the show. He's having a good time. Doesn't say much, but uh, it's good to have good to have someone in the room here. Let's uh, quick prospects report. Uh, very very quick because the Canucks had prospects playing today and the Canucks had prospects doing absolutely nothing. Jonathan LeCaramac, he played in Osvenskin action. He was on the third line as a right winger. Didn't do much at five on five. Didn't do much on the power play. Uh, didn't do much at all. Skated for about 12 minutes uh, from me just watching the game and kind of guessing. Um, didn't play a lot. Didn't play a little. Didn't do much at all. Jonathan LeCaramac, he was just there, and he skated around today. Didn't do much. Uh, Jonathan Myrenberg, he played on a first pairing. Haven't had a chance to watch the game yet, but just looking at the stats, he didn't do much either. Um, so, yeah, a little short little prospects report. Let's get to our bet because I got a fun one this week. Uh, yeah, we go. pull it up, Alex. Pull it up, Alex. Here it is. Bet way. Double bet today. Uh, big season opener. Here we go. Double bet. Um, and I'm not uh, parlaying them. These are two different single bets. I'm not saying to parlay these together. Here's my first bet. Edmonton Oilers to win on the money lines, just straight up win, but Quinn Hughes also gets two points. What do you think, Quads? That's a bold bet, especially with Quinn Hughes. We don't know. We don't know if Quinn's perfectly healthy, right? Like, you know, he he's taking a few maintenance days and just resting. And, you know, this whole Canucks team has taken a few maintenance days, it seems like. But Quinn Hughes scored two points. It's bold. And I'm not going to bet against you after that 4 nothing score prediction the other night. So, I'm not betting against you. So you put 50 down on that. Boom. I Look at this. I got it all punched in here on the screen. I don't even have to do the math. You put 50 down there. 
boom, 225 back for you if you want to hit that one. That's the Oilers to win and Quinn Hughes to get two plus points. Uh, and then the other one, I got Connor McDavid and Quinn Hughes, both to have more than two points. Five to one odds on that one. You put 50 down, you get 250 back, you get your 50 return as well, 300 bucks, you're walking out of there. Boom, you're going to Arby's, you get yourself a chicken strip combo with the loaded fries on the side, cover it all with the money you just made. So uh, two points for Hughes is what I'm kind of banking both of these bets on. Uh, and I like the odds here. I like the odds here. Even if you're picking the Oilers to win in the Hughes two points, you know, maybe take both of these bets uh, at a couple, you know, sprinkle a little change on there and uh, and you're laughing because if the Oilers win, you're likely getting points from McDavid. I think you're going to see two points from Quinn Hughes tonight. You know, Quads doesn't think so. He thinks he's all, he's too sick to play. So I, I think you're getting two points from Hughes tonight. Two power, you know, power play points. That's where I think the Canucks are going to find some tonight. Um, let's, let's, before we wrap up here in the final 30 seconds of the show, uh, score predictions tonight, Quads, what do you got? I said 3-2 Oilers. I hate to say it, but I said 3-2 Oilers. That's my score prediction for tonight. I'm sorry, Canucks fans. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to go 6-4 to four Canucks win. And I know I'm going up against my bet here, but I think the Canucks come out firing. I think we get one from Kuzmenko tonight. I don't think it's going to be the first goal of the game, uh, but I do think it's going to be 6-4 to four for the Vancouver Canucks um, in a big win over the Oilers. Throw in an empty netter at the end, too. So that's what it's going to be. 6-4 final. We'll wrap it up there, Quads. Tomorrow, you're back, right? You're flying tomorrow back. You're going to be here in studio. Lou's going to have to go. He's had a good run this week. He's wearing his hat. He's going to switch it back to backwards. Back in the corner you go, Lou. You're stuck in the corner. But, uh, yeah, excited to get you back here in studio, Quads. And uh, I'll have some espresso ready for you, uh, as well as espresso too. I got both those things ready for you here. We'll get you uh, up and ready for the podcast. So uh, enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy... uh, Rogers, Rogers place, man, should be, uh, you know, take it all in. That's a nice, uh, nice arena they got there. Cheers. I'll need some uh, mac and cheese tomorrow for lunch too. I haven't eaten all day. Okay, perfect. Mac and cheese. I got you covered. I got uh, spicy, you know, I got the spicy KD, put a little pepper in it. Flip me over, Alex. Here we go. Well, don't clip that. Anyways, wrapping up the show, uh, another episode of the Canucks conversation on the season opener uh, against the Edmonton Oilers tonight in Edmonton. Uh, that does it for us. We'll be back tomorrow. Quads is back in studio. Safe travels, Quads, uh, and enjoy the game tonight. Folks, enjoy the game. Canucks, Oilers, 7 o'clock season opener. Wrap it up, Alex. Thank you so much for listening to the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.